Before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that Lash Boss Summit is coming up. It is April 22nd and 23rd in Austin, Texas. It's going to be held at the Westin at the Domain, which is a really cool spot. It's a it's kind of central to everything. There's so many shops and restaurants and bars, and um, it'll be really, really fun. We're planning on doing a Lash Boss meetup um, and kind of bar hopping on Saturday night after the first day. But it's a two-day event. We're covering both artistry and business at this um, event, and we are—we've got a really big lineup. It's a star-studded lineup. You guys will recognize pretty much every single person that's speaking, and we've got a lot of talks that none of them have spoken about before. So I encourage you to check out LashBossSummit.com. You can see the lineup, the agenda, and you can also purchase a ticket. So I hope to see you there, and if not, make sure to check us out for next year. Hey everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. I'm Shelby, your host, and today we are taking a listener question from Maria Vega. She asked, what are the pros and cons of the different settings you can work in? So she's asking about working from home, being a mobile lash artist, working in a salon, etc. So I want to break that down. I've actually done all of these. I've So I've owned a salon. I still do. I started out working from home and being a mobile lash artist. I've also worked inside of a salon. And so, oh, and in a suite too. So I want to break down all of those different variations and what I think are the pros and cons of each. So let's start with um, working from home. This is what a lot of people, when they're first starting out, do. Or interestingly enough, it's what a lot of people end up doing towards the end of their career. They've tried all of these other settings and then they end up just working from home. So the biggest thing with this one, one, it is so cool, by the way, to just be able to like go from your PJs to throwing something on and taking them in um, a different part of your house or in a shed in the back or something like that. So cool, but also not for everyone because you may feel limited to how much you can grow if you're inviting people into your home. You may feel like you can only work off of referrals. And so that might be hard. At a certain point in your career where you feel like you do know everyone, you've been lashing them for years and years and years, and you set up a space in your home that is uh, regulated by the state, that it sounds like a dream. But for someone who's just starting out, who's trying to build clientele, that's probably going to be really, really tricky because you will, I would say you will be limited to how much you can promote yourself from home. One of the biggest reasons is that a lot of people, when they do this, they're not aware that their state has certain regulations for working at home. And for example, in Texas, you have to have a separate entrance, separate bathroom that's not used by anyone else in the building. And so that's tricky. You, some people have this, they could, they have like one of those, um, homes where there's like a separate entrance and it's like a mother-in-law suite or something. And so, um, or I think it's called a suite in, in-law suite. I don't know. But a shed in the back or something, it just has to have a bathroom and running water and hot and cold water. And you have to just set it up as if it were um, a real salon or suite. But I think this is awesome. I think it's um, a great way to keep costs down. Uh, Let's say you're still working on your artistry and perfecting things. It's a great thing to do as long as you're doing it the legal way. Um, Next would be mobile lashing. So this is something that a lot of like nail techs do. Um, I I feel like it's less rare or more rare in the lash industry just 
because we have more equipment. Something that's really, um, you could like take everything with you, like if you're cutting hair or if you're a barber or you're doing nails or something, taking all of your supplies with you isn't going to be a lot. But when you're a lash artist and you need your light and you need your bed, it's just a lot of stuff. I used to do this and I would really just loathe the whole thing, loading it up in the car, taking it to their front door. I'd be sweating and trying to pretend that it was fine. And then the people pleaser in me, they'd be like, do you need help? No, no, I got it. Like, well, why would I, you're paying me. So why would I use your help? So I just didn't love that. Um, pros, there is a pro to this is your overhead costs are low. You could also charge more because of the convenience or inconvenience that it is to go to people's houses. Um, yeah. That's all I really have to say about that one. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but you just have to, again, check with your state because they're all different. And then just maybe get something where you can wheel the the stuff in. But consider that there's a chair, there's a massage table that you have to put in there, and then your light, it needs to be portable. Glamcore is great because you can just put it in the bag that it comes in and you can just hold it on your shoulder chairs have wheels themselves but the only thing is that bed if you can get one of those like rolling dollies maybe maybe that would help but it's just a lot of stuff so it's up to you also be careful with leaving any stuff in your car if you're going to be um, taking things back and forth you don't want to leave your adhesive in the car you don't even want to leave your lashes in the car we don't want excessive heat on any of our products so just make sure with that and then I will say to this too for both of those first options working from home and mobile lash artistry sanitation is still extremely important. So make sure you're still following, you know, using your disinfectant and um, just having the proper sanitation procedures for everything because it can be easy if it's not in the normal setting that you do, don't do do things normally. But next, let's talk about renting a suite and also renting inside of a business, um, like one of their rooms or something. I feel like these are two different things. So renting a suite, I would say, is one of those places that has a lot of salon suites. Everyone that works in there is their own individual business. You would have nail people and um, hair stylists and just everyone kind of mixed into the same building, but everyone has their own room, their own procedures and policies. And the the people that come into a space like that as clients, they, they know that. They know that no one's really connected. Um, I think there's a lot of pros to this. One is that a lot of times places like that offer a intro pricing for you to get in, help start building your clientele before having to, you know, give that big overhead. But overhead typically is a little expensive for this. I would say 150 to 200 something a week is is actually normal. So if you don't have a full clientele, it can actually start to eat away at any profit you have. Like you might be doing a few fills and feeling like you're barely making ends meet because your rent is really just eating away at everything. So this could be difficult, but you really got to hustle and that will teach you how to hustle. So if you're somebody that feels like I want this. No one can talk me out of it. This is what I want to do. I'm ready to work for myself. Then go for it. But you really got to work hard and you got to hustle quick and take advantage of any intro offers that that place has. And if you don't see one posted on their website, just go and ask because I'm sure that they would consider it. Um, the cool thing about these is also that you can decorate your space however you want to decorate it and you can make it your own feel and vibe. And I think that it's really, really cool. Um, 
it's also nice because you can network with the other people that work in the building and you will have some people that are more to themselves, but you have lots of people that want to like trade services with you or even help uh, promote each other's clients, um, each other's services to each other's clients. So yeah, I think this is like one of the best things a lash artist can do if they do want to work for themselves. Another way that they could do this is by renting out a room inside of another um, building like let's say you're a lash artist but you go to a hair salon and they have a room for rent that would be an amazing way to help get clients in um, into your space uh, another way would be like maybe a um, med spa or plastic surgeon's office some you can even just approach those people and see do you have a room that I could rent from you and you'd be surprised how many people have something sitting empty that they would be willing to rent out and I think, I personally think that those are usually priced less than what those salon suites are. And so if you're just starting out, this is also a good way, especially if you're going to be the only lash artist in that building and you have all of their clients um, to kind of uh, get. And then also consider asking them, do they have a intro price that they can give you um, just to help you get on your feet in the beginning? Now, I will say if you're if you are currently working at a salon, I don't want any of this to discourage you that you're not working for yourself because working in a salon is not all bad either. Because um, there was actually something posted by a solo artist. His name is Dakota. He is in Las Vegas. He's literally the funnest person ever. Um, love him so much. But he posted something on Instagram that I really respected. He said, hey, all of you claiming that you're making six figures as a lash artist just doing services, I think you're lying. I think um, the economy is hitting all of us. I think that there's no way you're doing that if you're only offering services. And I think that he's right because a lot of people claim that they're making a certain amount, but they're not d disclosing that that's not, that's really just the gross revenue. It's not net. It's not um, before all of their expenses. So their rent, their product, their taxes, they're not disclosing that. So gross revenue is way different than take home. So somebody that's comparing their take home pay in a salon to somebody that's working for themselves claiming they're making a certain amount, of course, they're going to feel like they're not doing enough. But that's not the case. Honestly, sometimes you're like in a salon, you might be making more than someone else because sometimes, sometimes, salons pay really well and have a really great clientele, really great reputation, ambiance, everything that you may not be able to offer as a solo artist starting out. So working in a salon is totally okay and totally not a bad thing. And you may be doing better than someone else who's working by themselves and getting clients here and there. So I would say it's all situational and we can't ever predict how it's going to go if I mean, I don't know what salons are in your area and what they're paying and how they're treating you and what their reputation is like and their clientele is like. So it's, it's really hard to tell. But I am a salon owner. And so I know that there are salons that pay people really well and are very fair and um, have great education and a great culture and really try to do things the right way and do right by the people that work with them. So I can't I can't say like which is the best one but I will say that you know if you do want to work somewhere for someone else it's a great way to start and if you do eventually want to go off on your own that's okay and don't let anyone tell you otherwise even if you like them even if you like your boss um, that doesn't mean you are indebted to them forever and need to stay with them forever if this is part of your journey that you want to work for yourself then that can just be the case it doesn't have to be ugly or weird 
It could just be how it is. And you'd be surprised. Maybe they'll support you in that journey. Maybe they won't because I don't know everyone and how they are. But I would like to think that salon owners get it because they also work for themselves. So um, as long as I think respect is there on both sides, it doesn't have to be an ugly thing. And it can be a pretty awesome thing. So yeah, I hope that um, kind of answered the pros and cons of both. And another avenue in this industry is to own a salon and to actually employ people to do the lashes. There's two versions of this. There's one is to rent out rooms and there's the other version, which is to pay hourly or commission or some sort of something as like a W-2 employee. So um, if there's some, if you're planning on opening a place that is just doing, you know, renting rooms out, you're kind of capped at what you can do with that. But it also might feel a little bit easier because they're in charge of everything. So if you're doing this, it is only legal if they have control of their schedule, of what they wear, of what the policies are, of the prices. If you're running a salon where everyone has rules and everyone's following a protocol that you've set forth, then chances are you might be classifying them illegally. And so um, you'll need to get that switched over to a W-2 employee as soon as possible because you can get caught and fined pretty hefty for that. You'll have to pay all of the back taxes if, um, once the IRS finds out. And since there is a ton of new IRS agents, I would just be careful with doing anything that's against um, what you should be doing, including like claiming income for taxes and stuff. Just be careful, even with tips. Um, the other option is to have a W-2 employee where you have a pay structure that's either commission or hourly or some mix of that. And um, the the pro is that as the business grows, like everyone kind of grows with that and you can make a lot more money as a salon owner doing this. But I will say it's also feels a little misleading sometimes when you see a successful salon and you're like, wow, that owner must be making a ton of money. That's not always the case. It is pretty normal to see a 10 to 15% profit margin as a salon um, if you have a team that's paid with commission or hourly. 10 to 15% is pretty normal. And even going a little under that, I would say is kind of common. So if you're planning on going into business to make more money and to work less, I would just reconsider because you might work on lashes less, but you will probably work the same, if not more, just on other things like hiring and doing things like the handbook and just managing people, managing everything. So I think it's a great avenue. I'm a salon owner. I absolutely love it, but it took me a while to love it. It took me a long time to start turning a profit. I felt like I was making a lot less money for a long time than I ever was when I worked by myself. Also, as you hire on more people, it gets more expensive. The overhead just grows. And so you just really got to be careful and have um, someone on your side that is helping with like the financial part that can kind of help analyze everything with you so that you don't make any mistakes. Um, so yeah, owning a salon is great. Uh, I think there's those two options. As long as you do each one um, ethically and legally, then both are great. But you do have more chance of um, profitability having a salon where everyone is employees over somebody that's doing like a booth rental salon. But then again, um, there's trade-offs. So it might be it might feel easier and less stress to just do the booth renting one, but you just gotta always make sure there's someone renting those rooms. So hope this helped. Um, to recap, there there's a lot of things you can work from home. You can 
go to people's houses. You can rent a salon suite. You can rent a room in another type of business. You can own a salon um, that's a rental salon, or you can uh, own a salon that has employees. And I think all of these options are great. It really just depends on what you want to do. So I really loved sharing this and talking with you guys. If you have questions like this one, I would love to hear them. You can go to lashbossradio.com. You can nominate a guest. You can submit a topic, and I will cover it in one of the episodes. So um, also, if you haven't got your ticket to Lash Boss Summit, go to lashbossummit.com, and I will see you there. <laughs>